Hey, this is Melvin Gordon, and I'm listening to Questionable to Return. Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. So we are entering in the the Melvin Gordon post-interview hangover. I know. How are you feeling? I have to go from talking to Melvin Gordon to talking to you chumps again. Been doing that for decades. <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on now. No, I guess so. What else do we have to say to each other, though? I mean. That's true. We've said it all. Well, this is going to be a long episode of silence if I'm going to have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do a Sudoku. You guys do the podcast. I might take a nap here and there. Yeah, are you. Are you I'm going to play some Minesweeper. Are you up to this podcast, Pete? You feel okay? Yeah, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling fine. Yeah, you seem. Had maybe, a little procedure done. You, you seem 100% into it. This morning. You seem maybe <laughs> slightly groggy. A little bit. Yeah, I had a little little procedure done to check if uh, for acid reflux stuff and what do they call it, endoscopy or whatever. Upper, upper, not lower. <laughs> so the camera went in the mouth. Went in the mouth, yeah. Yeah. I, I that, think that you know of. That I know of. <laughs> so yeah, they checked for all that stuff. So Was your shirt on inside out when you woke up? Ooh, I don't know. Were you wearing a different <laughs> pair of pants? I was happy. <laughs> I bet you were. You're, oh, yeah. you're a trooper, though, to do the podcast the same day as having that done. Hey, no. I don't know. Anesthesia usually can just wipe you out for yeah. not just a day, but sometimes several days. Yeah, it's it wasn't the it's not the normal like surgery anesthesia. It's a little just like knock you out for a little bit and wake yeah. you up because it's only like a 15, 20 minute thing. It's not that bad. Yeah, I guess that's all I've ever had done. I've never had major surgery. I just had that uh, that kind of anesthesia to have my wisdom teeth out. So. Yeah. No, yeah, um, I, I slept most of the day for sure. Yeah. I, I was pretty tired. I, I woke up like wide awake and I felt great. And then all of a sudden I got home and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to fall asleep and watch Kirby Enthusiasm, of course. Uh, what else so, would you be watching? I'd be watching Losers on ne- Netflix. And you guys check that out? What's the first couple? First couple. It's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting series, I think. It takes uh, the loser of sports and, and shows their redemption kind of story, I guess. But, yeah, check it out if you have time. How far did you, guys, how far did you get, Mike? Just episode one, the, uh, the boxer who beat uh, Tommy the Machine Gun. Oh, wait, that was his name in Rocky. Tommy Morrison. Yeah, the white Mike Tyson. Yeah, and then uh, he fought one more time after that. Lost, never boxed again. Yeah, he nearly died Yeah, a coma. But yeah, he got his redemption story. He was a consultant for movies, for boxing and stuff. So. Ali with Will Smith. Yep. He, was, he was actually in that movie, yep. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Nice to hear the, the story of, of the loser, I guess. Uh, we might have, we maybe we have to do that as our next giveaway. Some loser stories. Yeah. Because <laughs> my, my football team has a really good loser story, as in we only won one game, yeah. and that one game was pretty epic. So we'll have to bring up that story 
maybe at a different date. So it's uh, the other side of the sports coin. For every win, there's a loss. That's true. That's true. You have to let me know when you get to the soccer one. Oh, the soccer one's great. I think is that episode that's, two? That's episode two, yeah. Where the guy gets his leg bit. Yeah. Yeah. Check I'll it leave out. it at that. Yeah. Bit? Yeah. Like bit by a dog. All by a dog. Not a player? No. no. Not no, no. Lu- It's not Luis Suarez, the uh, the infamous cannibal of the soccer world. He's no. uh, He's been suspended twice for biting. So we've been doing our giveaway for the last couple, I don't know, last couple weeks, I would say, which is a Chasing History hat when you submit your sports injury story. We've been reading those every every episode, about three at a time. I think we have our last three, yeah. unless you turn yours unless in before Saturday. Yeah. They only got a, yeah, they only got a couple of days left. Only a couple of days, and we will draw Maybe that. by the time you actually listen to this, it'll be probably about a day left. Yeah, we will draw that, that winner on Sunday, I believe, so... Uh, stay tuned but um so we have three of them today kelly greg and kyle and i know kelly is my wife and i wanted to read this but i i asked her i said i gotta read yours right she's like no i want mike to read mine he's funnier than you are (laughs) that's hurtful (laughs) so she thought you would deliver her story a little bit better than me well now there's pressure yeah that i can't possibly live up to. Yeah, no monotone voice for this one. You got to really get animated. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Medically put in a state of mind where I <laughs> don't get excited. <laughs> so wait, there are there rules against family <laughs> winning the award? Do, oh, we didn't have we didn't have that disclaimer. No, I think okay. so. Kelly think Kelly is game. available, I guess. Yeah, and it's going to be random, so it's not like we're giving her any. You know, that's true special odds no special odds that's unless, for sure unless you enter her name multiple times into the randomizer no i made it ice cold oh yeah the yeah. classic <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep bringing David that up stern yeah all right so she says i played softball in middle school and played many positions this particular day i was in as shortstop a grounder was hit my direction oh my so, god i remember this <laughs> you do remember oh this? my I put my glove down, ready to make a quick grab. The ball hit a rock, ricocheting it right to my mouth. <laughs> oh, was this? I gym? think we were there. Was this gym class? Is no, this was softball. This was like at an actual game or whatever softball game. Okay. She says nowadays the girls wear face masks, but in the quote unquote olden days, as my daughter says, we did not. <laughs> the ball smacked me in the mouth, making my braces pierce my lips immediately causing blood to pour out of my mouth. Yep. Nice. There happened to be a nurse in the crowd who tried desperately with no (laughs) avail to separate my lips from my teeth. I ended up going to an emergency oral surgeon where he surgically removed them. I had swollen Kylie Jenner (laughs) lips before they were a thing (laughs) and now have a scar on the inside of my lips that looks like a zipper. That's it. Only Pete can vouch for that one. Uh, you uh, your son was you know happy to have a a scar make him look tough after right. his sports injury. Well, zipper lips isn't <laughs> one that you're probably <laughs> shooting for. Oh, zipper lips! I'm gonna call her that from oh, now on. Yeah, no, she did. She <laughs> set herself up for a nickname. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that nickname. Oh yeah, having to go to a surgeon to get your oh, lips pulled off I of was, your braces. I had braces. 
for, I don't know, it wasn't that long, maybe a year. But yeah, football, basketball, I was so worried. I don't think I had it for baseball season. But yeah, basketball, and they sometimes would get stuck in the lip and I'd pull them out, but I didn't have it to that extreme. I had braces for three years and there were times even just like screwing around and like, you know, wrestling with my brothers or like throwing around like even like a Nerf football. There were times where I cut up my lips. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I had them for 18 months and I was a catcher. So I... I was always worried that I get hit in the face with the with the ball, or even the mask, but put pressure to push on the braces. But I never got something like that. Uh, we're all part of the braces uh, club. Good times, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones on my legs. Oh, <laughs> I also had them on my teeth. I was running. <laughs> Good old Leroy Butler there. Going back to Greenbow, Alabama. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> Greatest movie ever. All right. Greg from uh, West Bend has a a short story. First day of summer vacation following my junior year of high school, playing basketball at Open Gym. So playing basketball at Open Gym, I think we're all worried to injure ourselves, even Mm -hmm. if it's high school or not, for sure. I had an Open Gym injury too, so I understand the pain here. I was bumped while going up for a layup and blew out my ACL. Wow. Worked my summer job, had surgery before the start of my senior year, and the senior year sports didn't go really as planned. This one... I think it's to be determined considering... This one long the ACL is especially sad just when he starts out first day of summer vacation. What oh. a way to start a summer by tearing your ACL. That's awful. <laughs> oh, man. The, there goes, the crazy part is that he said he worked his summer job the whole time before he had surgery. Yeah, I guess. I'd like to know what summer job that was. Yeah, maybe, wasn't wasn't maybe no, Dairy Queen or something. Wasn't a Mason. Like no, we were, Pete. no, I no. There's no way. I remember falling off the scaffolding one time with a huge bucket of of uh, mud. That'll be our. It was next. like good five to seven feet up. Just fell straight. Back. That'll be our next giveaway. Is we'll give away a hat to whoever had the best OSHA violation. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you did you in the club with me were. You're so tired by the end of the day that you fell asleep at a stop and go light? <laughs> uh, no, I fell asleep driving home and I was on the other side of the road and there was a dump truck coming. Yeah, yeah I wasn't I wasn't no. I was, it wasn't fun. This was like three thirty in the afternoon and I think I was at like the intersection and all of a sudden I hear horns blaring and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Falling asleep at the wheel three thirty in yeah. the afternoon. I've only ever done that at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, no. Oh, good old masonry jobs. They make you tough, but oh, they're tough. That's a that's a young man's game. Yeah. That has, uh, I don't know the the crew I was with. They were mostly older gentlemen. Yeah, well, I'm sure they were really feeling it. And the last one for tonight is friend of the podcast, super fan podcast guy Kyle. Super fan Kyle. Super fan Kyle co- writes us in. So his is about the summer before freshman year of high school. I attended a three-day pad-less football camp for all the players. Each day of camp ended with a seven-on-seven, quote-unquote, touch football Mm -hmm. game. On the second day of the camp, during the seven-on-seven game, I jumped up to catch a pass and had my legs taken out from underneath me. Never a good thing. I mean, we have, was it Greg talking about his? He got knocked out towards ACL, so let's see what he's got. 
When I fell to the ground on my shoulder, it hit first, and I immediately felt a shooting pain. Imagine Charles Woodson had that problem. That's what I'm thinking. I told my seven-on-seven, quote-unquote, coach, a senior at the time, who was advised, who advised me to keep playing. That's always good to tell a person. <laughs> yeah. Shooting pain after landing completely on his shoulder. Eh, just rub some drown and I'll keep playing. After camp, I rode my bike <laughs> a mile home to my house, and my mom took me to the ER. I had a broken collarbone and spent most of the June and July in a sling. Fun. Collarbone. I'm surprised we actually didn't get more collarbones breaking because just looking back at like childhood, I remember a couple kids breaking their collarbones playing like football. Yeah. One one of our friends did it sledding. Even in college, we were playing flag football. My roommate broke his collarbone diving for a ball. That's a that's a, very yeah, that's a common yeah. one. Especially when you're playing seven on seven quote touch football and uh you know speaking of these injury stories uh matt from n still did check in with me make sure my head's better now and he says he he thinks he does remember that exact moment which is impressive considering there was like a thousand playground football injuries yeah definitely my my wife even said that matt concussed her once playing football (laughs) oh it It must have been the girls were playing football i guess and matt he just Went all out. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> he couldn't turn that switch off. He's like Animal right. from the Muppets. <laughs> Equal opportunity. So thanks for the contributions, everybody. You got a, like as we mentioned, you got another, we'll say day or two. Get him in by Saturday. If you want to make it in for the chance for the hat. And then we'll read the final ones on Sunday and we'll hopefully declare a winner. And with that, we didn't do the cycle on Sunday, so let's do the cycle today. All right. So let's start off with the single. LeBron's heart is in question. LeBron James, of course. His heart's in question here. So last time LeBron James-led team missed the playoffs, Curry was a Curry. Steph Curry was a teenager, so he hasn't missed the playoffs much. I it think was it was the second year. Second or rookie year. Second or rookie year, yeah. yeah. So Kuzma shoved LeBron to cover somebody at the three-point line. It's pretty much just like looking like he's giving up. Let a ball roll all the way down the court, only to pick it up and just chuck a three and miss it. <laughs> that was sweet. The parodies and memes from that exact play has been priceless. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch Lakers games. I'm not a Laker expert at all. But watching those couple plays is just—it's sad to see. Yeah, he's kind of blaming the young guys for this season almost, and like. I think he, someone mentioned that he's leaving early a lot and just a lot of stuff that it's kind of disappointing to see like that best player do. So, but he did pass Jordan Wednesday night, which is is it frustrating? You guys happy? I don't know. It's gonna happen. Yeah, true. I guess I'm probably the least Jordan fan of the group. For me, it's just it's fine. I don't. Yeah, it's fine. That's what you would expect. <laughs> but yeah, LeBron, I think he, I think he was hoping the team would land a star this season, because going there, he knew he was setting it up for the following years. But going into this year, they were going to be a young team and weren't able to uh, to swing any trades. So he's just stuck with the young guys. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they can actually get somebody even this next year. Really, I, I. I'd be surprised 
I wouldn't be. I should say I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get anybody. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure they will. I still think they're putting all their eggs in the basket of the Anthony Davis. They'll they'll get someone even if they have to. Yeah. I mean, ideally they would want like yeah, trade for Anthony Davis, sign Kawhi Leonard, even Kevin Durant. Probably unlikely, but that would be the big splash. They might have to settle for like a Clay Thompson. If Kyrie Irving's probably on that top tier too, but. One thing that's interesting is uh, LeBron passing Jordan. He has about 1,700 career three-pointers made. Kobe Bryant had about 1,800. Do you know how many Jordan had? 581. What? That's yeah. it. 500? Yeah, a little under 600. Wow. That's just how much of a different era it is. Kobe, yeah, I was going to guess under 1,000. Kobe has over three times as many made threes. Yeah, it's impressive what Jordan did, really. It is, yeah, without shooting a ton of threes well kareem's number one right yeah, yeah. so it, i mean i just watched a documentary on kareem and you got to go see that it's on hbo but it's impressive for him too because he had to develop a whole different shot because he was banned from dunking so he had to come up with that sky hook and stuff so yeah. he, he mostly scored from inside so the amount of points he scored pretty amazing too well he started developing that wasn't it in high school yeah yeah where they he was undersized as far as bulk, so they tried to figure out a way for him to shoot that he wouldn't get bodied up and uh, separate himself from the defense. But I think it's crazy about, not to completely switch gears a little bit, but I think it's crazy about this is when you start watching that basketball love story and HBO has that documentary about Magic and Bird and you watch these two historic franchises about how great they were and the legacy of it and now these two franchises are in complete turmoil. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, the Lakers, though, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played there, ended his career there. Karl Malone, number two on the list, ended his career there. Kobe's three, played his whole career there. LeBron is now fourth in scoring, wow. maybe going to end his career there. Jordan's fifth, and then Wilt Chamberlain is sixth. Say, yeah, Wilt ended his, so five of the top six Lakers. It's kind of crazy. that Impressive. <laughs> All right, so I have one more thing to to ask you guys. So in light of this, now that he passed Jordan, give me your top five. Top five just... All time. Just top five all-time players or build a starting lineup? Nope, of my top five. Team. Top five all-time. Don't think, just speak. Um, So I'd go with Kareem, Chamberlain, Jordan, Russell, and LeBron. <laughs> if I'm just off the top of my head, I guess. I would go Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Wilt. You had all of them, too. And then I'd put Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So I go Jordan 1. Just because my love affair, I'll, I'll never. Even without my love affair, I'd still put him one. So Jordan one, Kareem two, Wilt three, Shaq four, Magic five. But I would interchange Larry a little bit in there. Yeah, Shaq's someone, he probably doesn't get talked about enough. I think if he had stayed in a little better shape. Yeah, I mean, he had the ability. Because he is just unlike anything we've ever seen before. 
look at every other seven footer and then you look at Shaq. It's unbelievable. So this kind of topic kind of came up a little bit. I met met up with some friends after work and they, they, this was a topic of discussion. So it was interesting. I think what kind of, I have an agreement with one of one of them. They were kind of talking about how Bill Russell feels a bit overrated, and he was feels feels a little bit more of a product of the team he was in. Yeah, true. Yeah, he never it, did it like like Wilt did. It is tough when you're comparing different eras, but I mean, Bill Russell dominated his era more than anyone's ever dominated an era. So, yeah. when you think of like Tim, does Tim Duncan deserve to be in the top five? If you were going to ask me starting five, I actually was thinking Duncan at power forward. He had a really good career. Yeah. Yeah, but you could go Shaq, Wilt Chamberlain at power forward. You could. Depends. Are we playing in this modern era? Or are we playing in the 70s? Yeah. That's are one of the with debates Ma- with, with the Magic best player at small ever forward. <laughs> Larry at shooting guard and Jordan at guard. Are we playing the era where it was... Peach Baskets and Shaq is <laughs> on my team. <laughs> oh. All right, let's move on to the double. So maybe by the next time we talk, Antonio, Mr. Big Chest Brown, he'll be on a new team. Titans, Redskins, Redskins and Raiders are rumin, rumored to be in the sweepstakes for him. Most likely have to restructure his deal. Schefter is reporting that Friday, I think, will be the day that he will be dealt. Yeah, supposedly it's about to happen. I had said before I wanted the Packers to trade for him. When I saw his blonde facial hair, I think I changed my mind. Yeah, he's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Didn't he post a picture on social media of a picture of him and a seal or a walrus or something that, like that? that? That sounds, I didn't see it, but that sounds exactly like something he'd do. He's he's, he's out there. Yeah. Where did this Mr. Big Chest come from? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I guess I could have looked it up, but... <laughs> just heard that I'm like what is there a team you guys want him to end up on not in the north yeah Titans would be perfect why Titans not be, I want Raiders oh yeah is that that seems like the Raiders most, that seems like the most fun yeah, so it'll be like a definitely. replay of like the Randy Moss yeah issue. <laughs> yeah they'll be a fun team if they have John Gruden as coach and, and Antonio Brown oh man <laughs> It's just weird that he's the talent that he is, and there's really only four teams really courting. Yeah, I think a lot team of up with it. I think a lot of teams are scared off. Just every time he opens his mouth, there's something else that's like, I don't know if I want this guy anymore. All right, moving to the home run. Harper says he'll be recruiting Trout in 2020, and quote: "If you don't think I'm gonna call Mike Trout to come to Philly in 2020, you're crazy." Um, of course, Rob Manfred doesn't want players recruiting players this is not a thing that happens with major league baseball could be some tampering coming on with this situation i'm sure they're going to look at it and we see this a lot in the nba and it's kind of just shoved under the (laughs) the rug so to say in the nba but baseball is a little interesting yeah the nba is like finally kind of trying to crack down on some of this like the magic or oh, Magic, right. uh, Magic Johnson. The yeah, Lakers, more of the, yeah. They got fined because he said that about Giannis, but the players, you know, all recruit each other. Yeah, they even have a very legal, difficult to police that. Yeah, they even have a legal tampering period where it's like all the deals are done before uh, 
before uh, free agency right. even starts. Yeah. That's a very interesting time in the NBA. He also tried to court Le'Veon Bell to come play with the Philly or the Eagles. Really? So he's all about recruiting for Philadelphia, except in his first press conference when he says he wants to bring, he vows to bring a title back to DC. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, do you think it counts? <laughs> do you think it counts? Corrections for- <laughs> music. Yeah, Bryce Hyper correction music, please. <laughs> do you think it counts for anything? The fact that Trout's from New Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia. No, mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know if that matters. That I don't much, think it though. matters. I think money talks. Yeah, with a lot of these baseball players, obviously, especially those big stars. There's no love for for your hometown team anymore. So if you guys had to pick whether you could play your career in Philadelphia or stay on the West Coast or go to the West Coast and play, which one would you pick? Mm. All things being equal, same deal, same everything. I would pick no snow. That's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, baseball's not played in the snow, but no, but still, you could leave in the off season. Yeah, but I'm sure, like all of them do. Yeah, yeah like he's from Nevada, but I'm st- you're still saying like those those first few games when you're getting into April and May. Yeah. No dome. Yeah. It's like uh, Melvin Gordon was saying, too, that one thing he does miss about San Diego is all the nice beaches, like the perfect weather every day. I have a friend from college that he he was like, first thing he did when he finished college, he's like, I'm never dealing with snow again. He moved to San Diego. It's <laughs> like, you're a genius. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Let's move on to the triple. So, MVP... Coach of the year, executive of the year. Do you think the Bucks can triple their awards this year? Mm, now if they question. don't stop losing. Oh yeah, oh, they're gosh. in a big, yeah. in a big huge skid. slide. Huge slide. Game over, man. I don't know. I'm giving up on this team. Done, club. The, Blow it up. <laughs> the executive of the year is interesting. Uh, obviously, Horst is going to get a lot of credit for Brooke Lopez, Ilyasova, now Miritich. I think even what? signing Bledsoe to that extension before the end of yeah. the season. I mean, Gasol. Gasol. That's a big voice in their locker room. The Gasol move is a fantastic move, I think. Uh, even though they tried to force him the ball too much. Yeah. I just like the fact that he basically said in an interview, I don't know if you heard him talking about why he came to Milwaukee. Uh, he said... Miritich recruited him there. Miritich called and said, Pa, I won the lottery coming here. Great environment, great facilities, great staff, all the way around a great situation. That's a mo- that's an awesome thing to hear, for and, sure. And that makes the Pagasol signing worth it because he was talking about it. So the words out that Milwaukee is a destination and guys are excited to come here. Like I'm, yeah. I'm excited now. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Cause he, I'm already you, from here and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you ho- well, you look at Bledsoe's deal too, and it's it wasn't what we thought it would be. I, it wasn't what I thought it would be for sure. So hopefully these guys come and kind of give a little bit of discount and want to play with Giannis and and we do some some tampering and some recruiting yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I like that the words getting out there that Milwaukee. Is is everything it's cracked yeah. up to be? The Maybe new... Reggie Miller will want to come now. No, 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 no. Yeah. he hates Milwaukee. <laughs> the feelings mutual on that one. No, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if they do. Granted, get MVP. I think Coach of the Year 
it's almost in the bank. But executive and with earning, all the moves. And earning interest? And earning interest. I don't know if I can say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't pound that money. Sorry, Ted Davis. Yeah. You stole your line. He has an awesome line. We have some awesome lines from our announcers, got to say. There is your bank. <laughs> Something like that. All right, let's move on on that note. So our walk, crazy story. Of course, the Combine, they have some interesting questions. Every year there's a, there are questionable questions at the Combine from, from teams to players. This year, cornerback from the University of Texas, he had 19 bench reps, most for his position. So naturally, he was asked, do you have both testicles? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. Is this a joke? No. No. He said, um, yeah, why do you have to ask that? Or something like that. Hold on, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to connect the dots of how that's related. So yeah, bench reps and then your man parts, for sure. If that's, that's yeah, that's if what happened. Part of the combine was to win the Tour de France seven times. Then I would ask that question. Right, but <laughs> I don't I don't see a connection there. I don't know. Yeah, there some teams pretty insane. Weird. There was a. Des Bryant uh, was asked that was one the question. One about if his mom was a prostitute. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say that. Man. I couldn't remember who it was. But, yeah, teams get weird. Word. Yeah. Well, seems like uh, you're crossing the line there. Yeah. Asked about it when they lost their virginity. <laughs> if their mother, if they found their mother attractive. Yeah, there's some just weird questions. I, why do they ask these? What's I don't. I just don't understand people? it. There are staring contests, too. Did you hear that? <laughs> no. Yeah, one guy, they asked him if he'd like to do it over. He said, yeah, I'll do it over until I get the best number, I guess. So 15 seconds was his best time, and then he was done. I think uh, it, this has gone too far. It's It's gone from just, like, watching tape to having the combine to now they're just this trying is, to... Just trip these kids up. I guess you're trying to get something out of them, some kind of reaction. Yeah. Where's but the, where's what, the, what does that do for football? Where's the old-fashioned questions and stuff like that where we just talked and argued about what the heck the Wonderlick was and what the score was yeah. for that thing? Man, I don't know. Or how about you just sit and watch tape of the guy? You have to get a staring contest with him, watch tape of him play football That's for true. four years. If there's one thing I do know, you can learn everything you want from somebody in a 30-minute interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Best if you're afraid of clowns. Well, everybody do you, is. Yeah, do you have to even? How ask is that? that even a question? Yeah, that's a that's a yes. If you if you say no, do you just not I'm, trust that guy. I'm not tr- I'm, that guy's <laughs> lying, or he is a clown, secretly a clown. <laughs> it's off time. Just check the yes box. <laughs> and on that note, that's our cycle. Well, we're on the subject of football. Off-season moves have started. But first, we got to mention John Kuhn is retiring as a Packer. Kuhn! It's a, nice to have him back. Long-time Packer. Do you guys have a, a favorite John Kuhn memory? I'd say mine would be a, a divisional game against the Giants. He had a pass from Aaron Rodgers and got flipped upside down for a touchdown. I think I remember that one. That sounds familiar. He's he did land on his head a lot though, so Yeah. It's hard to remember um Coon plays 
Of course. Is that why he retires the Packers? The only team he remembers? <laughs> Could maybe. Be. Yeah. So mine is um when he had the key block against Julius Peppers. Yeah, that was big. Took him out by the knees. What Rogers threw the touchdown to Cobb. Yep. To, to win the win the division. division. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So that that's what I remember, but I do remember him being just a bruiser of a running back, but most importantly, protecting the quarterback. And probably Mike McCarthy's favorite player. Most likely. Yeah, yeah he loved the fullbacks. Easily. I'd say the, uh, my favorite play was uh, first game after the Packers won the Super Bowl. They had the uh, they're hosting the Thursday night game against the Saints, and that's where a rookie Randall Cobb was returning a kick. Oh, that's when I fell in love with him. <laughs> Got a yeah. Got kind of flipped around, almost fell down, but Kuhn grabbed him, held him up, and then he took off running again and scored a touchdown. That was pretty great. Kuhn with the big assist in that touchdown. But let's get into, there actually have been moves now. It is officially the offseason. Team started. Starting to ramp up. With franchising players. Oh, those good old franchise tags. So there's kind of a trend here with guys getting franchised. Frank Clark of the Seahawks, Jadavion Clowney of the Texans, Demarcus Lawrence for the second year in a row with the Cowboys, D. Ford of the Chiefs, Grady Jarrett of the Falcons, and Robbie Gould, the 49ers. Oh, he, I see it. I see a trend. He, he doesn't quite fit the oh. trend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did they do that just to <laughs> troll the Bears? I think so. Uh, yeah, I had to, right? Yeah. Bears just signed a kicker, so. Yeah, his last yeah. name is Blewett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Last name blew it, and they're also paying Cody Parkey's contract for the next two yeah. years. But pass rushers, the the market for them is already drying up. Uh, yeah. True. I guess you could say that. This is a pretty heavy pass rusher draft, though. Yeah, and that's where I was going to get at. Is do you uh, still want the Packers to go after anybody? In free agency, because uh, at this point, once you franchise all these guys, there's probably going to be some overpays for guys like Justin Houston's going to be out there. He's 30, but still been pretty productive. There's a Zadarius Smith from the Ravens. Yep. And then there's uh, there's guys that are more risky, like Ziggy Ansa of the Lions, who's had a lot of injuries. Uh, Trey Flowers of the Patriots. It's going to take an overpay, I feel like, to get any of those guys. So would you rather just commit one, if not maybe two, of their top few draft picks? Yeah, it's tough because you think of Clay Matthews has got to be gone, right? Yeah. Uh, Nick Perry might be on his way out and cut, so all you have is Fackrell with ten and a half sacks. You hope that he doesn't regress, I guess. Which he seems certain to. Right. <laughs> there's there's been some rumors that they've reached out to Nick Perry to start potentially if he'd be open to renegotiating some of that contract to have it be incentive based versus just yeah money dump. You just cannot count on that guy to play a full season. No, pretty disappointing, really. When he signed that contract, he kind of felt like possibly he'd he'd start it up, but yeah, he's he's been quite disappointing. I can't stand him. What concerns me about Fackrell is so he had twelve QB hits last year and turned that into 10 and a half sacks. That's not a good percentage. That's almost impossible to repeat. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good percentage, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's concerning, though. Yeah, very. Uh, the, 
the NFL rate for that is about 45% of QB hits turn into sacks, which would mean you would expect him on 12 hits to have about five and a half sacks. He had 10 and a half. It does seem hard to replicate. It also came in a couple big games. He showed up like against the Bills. So I'm just, I'm terrified when you look at how important edge rusher is. Yeah. That the Packers, it's going to be their potentially weakest position as of today. Yeah. You almost think they have to overpay to get somebody in here, like a Trey Flowers, I would think, or trade for D Ford would be another one. That's true. The Chiefs franchise. So they did them, franchise them, but, but want to move them. Yeah. They, they want to move them. So they're, I think they're looking for a second round pick, which, the Packers have a lot of picks in the first two rounds, right? To yeah. Four, I believe. So um, I think those two options are there. And then Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, I think, the other, are the other two that you might be – those other two you might be able to get at a little cheaper option. But all these guys are young too, so that's what's kind of nice. So I think if you take a risk and, and use some of that – they have like $35 million, um, I think that's a good good step. But the the other point is – what do you do at safety too? Cause there's a lot of safeties out there now too, and they're going to go fast and they're going to get paid. So do you go after, I guess you got to pick your poison. Do you go after a safety? Do you feel more comfortable drafting that big defensive lineman? Or do you feel more comfortable drafting that, that safety, I guess in the first round? Cause you kind of have to hit one of those two in the first round. I would yeah. think. Yeah. Like I kind of like uh, Zadarius Smith because he's only 26 and had a good season but I feel like he's going to be expensive because of his age yeah. and the fact that there's just not a lot of pass rushers so I don't know and then like you said with safety Landon Collins surprisingly was not franchised that's crazy but I how, can't believe that how expensive is he going to yeah. be though and very true Earl Thomas is out there Eric uh, Gretel Eric Eric Weddle yeah he just Granted, got cut if you want to he's better. an old guy but uh, uh, Joyner was franchised the year before, had a down year with the Rams, so they let him go. He still has potential. I don't know. Adrian uh, Amos for the Bears, too. Yeah. He's another one. Not, but he's expected to get 9 to $10 million per year. He could be a guy that you bring over. Um, but, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of safeties out there. Colts, Raiders, Giants, Packers are really the teams that are going to probably pounce on one of those safeties. So... I, it's a position that I really want. I, it's a position that's been lacking for so many years since Collins got hurt. And, it, you know, when you have that good safety back there, it really helps out a lot. Yeah. But if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, that you don't have anything. So, And we don't have anything after Fackrell. Like, I can't think of anyone, really. No. There's really nobody. It is a black hole. So it's pretty scary once you once you get past him. I mean, you have the interior guys like Clark and and uh, hopefully Daniels can can figure it out and you bring back Wilkerson maybe on a on a another yeah, prove it deal. But, but I like those, the D line. But we'll see. I, I I think you have to sign a defensive end. I think you can get away with a little bit of you know another year of transition, I guess, with that safety, so to say. Maybe maybe trust Jones a little bit more. I would just go after a secondary. I think secondary maybe sign somebody in free agency. I think maybe that's for your target and hope for one of the edge rushers or pass rushers coming out of the draft potentially. The cool part about it is we have time to sort all this out because free agency will hit before the draft does. So I think yeah. a lot of this will be sorted out for us by the time the draft comes around. Definitely. Yeah, there's still so much time before the draft too. I was kind of keeping an eye on who the uh, 
the first round projected edge rushers are. Yeah, it's changed a little bit since like the first first projections. Yeah, or whatever, but because uh, originally I saw a couple mock drafts that had like uh, Clellan Farrell of Clemson and Jakai Polite of Florida. Yeah, those guys have both fallen way down the board, and now Rashawn Gary of Michigan might be going too high where the Packers don't have a shot at him. And then did you see Montez Sweat? Oh yeah. It's uh, 40 time. Team he ran a four four one forty. He's six six two sixty. Yeah. Nobody ever thought he would be that athletic too. Like his cone time was crazy too, wasn't it? Yeah. Teams just, you know, they eat up speed, especially if you're like the Raiders. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, like Gary, he ran a four five eight forty at two seventy seven six four. Yeah. That's crazy speed. You feel like they're they're seeing pictures of like Aaron Donald. Yeah. And just think that that's a replication that they can just trans- translate that directly into production that Aaron Donald's kind of set, set the bar on. Well, without having the numbers actually handy, uh, do you guys feel like edge rusher is now the second most important position in football after quarterback, just in terms of where teams allocate their resources? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of it, I mean, Khalil Mack and some of the other. It feels like it. Yeah, kind of. Even like you think of the list of those guys. Because you think of like that left tackle used to be that that other premier position too. Yeah. But now, yeah, I would say easily, yeah, yeah, you have the quarterback and then you have to find your your star defensive player and it's no longer that middle linebacker. No. I mean, I mean there's some out there still, but no no Ray Lewis's and stuff like that. Yeah, or Urlacher. Right. But you think like Jadavian Clowney and even Demarcus Lawrence, like both of them are, are looking for $20 million plus. Yeah, big big money. Aaron Donald got big money. Khalil Mack got big money. It just seems like this is the NFL we live in. It's all about the passing game. So obviously on defense, it's all about rushing the quarterback. I think something to to realize too is that the Packers were all in on Khalil Mack. They were ready to pay him a big contract. So they could sign one of those big guys. You never know. I just think it's a different mindset that we have to get used to is that this team is going to go after free agents they went after a lot of free agents last year they were mid-level free agents so to say yeah but they went after free agents they bombed on a couple but that's what happens in free agency so i hope they go after a bigger guy but the way i was kind of researching the the combine stuff and and when i i'll look into it some more hopefully before the draft of course but but Initial reports show that really that, that defensive end, the outside linebacker, is really strong where the Packers pick. So they, they might have a lot yeah. of choices there. So maybe we can just miss there and, and maybe get, just get a lower-tier safety just to come in. So Yeah, I'd like to see them to see if they can restructure some of that Graham, maybe Graham's deal and free up a little money. Yeah, and if you can get, get them to kind of free up some of that money and put it towards, like as you guys mentioned, like some of the like the Zadarius Smith and like Preston Smith, either one of those guys to see if you can get pull one of those guys down, kind of shore that up a little bit, and then see what you can kind of shoot for in the draft. I'd like to get like a Landon Collins or something like that, just to I'd really kind of sure get one get Landon Collins and pick one of those two, and then just see what kind of where the chips fall uh, in the draft. I think we'd be sitting pretty nicely. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think that would be my ideal off season is pay a safety in free agency, and then we don't pick twelfth very often. So use that on the pass rusher because I think Todd McShay was saying, he says this is the best draft in like 20 years for front seven players. So I hope you could still get 
a really right. elite talent. Because usually we don't have a crack at these top elite talent of the draft. We usually pick in the 20s. Yeah, it's hopefully – not that he was a bad player, but the last time we what drafted this high was like the A.J. Hawk debacle. A.J. Hawk or B.J. Raji, those are like our only yeah, top B.J. Raji actually was – I mean – Yeah, he was like ninth, but those are like the only times we've had top ten picks and we're just outside the top ten. Yeah, now. really. Hawk had a great career, just, just not just for not that top ten. Top 10. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> If he's drafted in the twenties, you're you're happy with right. that. Right. One thing too that counts a lot for Hawk is that guy never missed games. Never you did. could pencil him in True. for a full season every year, which that that definitely counts for something. Definitely does. So the Bucks lost to the Suns for the first time. This season, they lose back-to-back games. And the streak is over. Lost to the same team. Yeah. So is this so is this <laughs> a case of Phoenix kryptonite? They had a bunch of Brewers legends there. Yeah. It was Maybe that was just intimidating. House. So you used the optimal word here, kryptonite. I've been giving this a lot of thought. Okay. So Shaq said... Giannis is the new Superman. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's his kryptonite? So, in Superman, there's Bizarro World. It's a parallel universe where everything's backwards. I think when Shaq anointed Giannis Superman, he actually sucked us all into Bizarro World. Okay. And Superman gets his power from the sun, <laughs> and he's hurt by kryptonite. Ooh. Giannis, in, now in Bizarro World, is hurt by the sun... We've lost to the sun. Sweats. Don't forget, Florida. No, get it. Florida's the sun sunshine state. We lost to the Magic and the Heat. Ooh, we true, but we didn't lose to the Magic in Florida, right? Because they're not actually the Suns. They're just like Suns oh, adjacent. Yeah. Okay, so okay. so the actual yeah. Suns. I'm still following somehow. Okay, so we get Giannis some kryptonite green sneakers that Nate Robinson <laughs> wore, and I. Th- think we win the title and also this is what i do at work okay <laughs> so that magic loss doesn't look nearly as bad now no went, i feel pretty a, good now one of what eight of ten following that no yeah. magic are they're looking good i hope we don't face them in the first round <laughs> but, but, it, but if you take the two Just wins kidding. the suns have against the bucks they're only a 13 win team yeah i know that's the unfortunate part is uh the suns are the worst team in the west somehow they Beat, beat the, the Bucks. Bucks. Beat the best team in the. But they they've beaten um they've beaten a couple good teams this year actually, which is kind of surprising. But I don't and know. They're they're an athletic team. So so is this a cause for concern? An eyebrow raise or just a hey? This is what happens at a stretch of a, a long West Coast trip. Yeah, I would just chalk right. it up to it's a long season. Weird stuff's gonna happen. The only cause for concern for me is that the Heat are the eight seed now and the Magic are the nine. So, like I said, I really want to avoid those those Florida teams. teams. <laughs> <laughs> now, cause for concern for me, I guess, watching these games are the Bucks had a what a seventeen point lead against the Jazz, mm-hmm. and then they had a ten point lead, I believe, against well, they had like a twenty. No, it was sixteen. They had a sixteen point mm-hmm. lead in the first half against the Suns, and then they were leading by ten late. Anyway. 
it's just kind of disappointing to me. Like these are games that I want to see them close out. You're you're leading by double digits. Like just close it out, and then Giannis is getting fouled and fouled and fouled, and he's missing all these free throws. I guess that's really concerning. Is he's shooting what his worst free throw percentage of his career? Yeah, um, he's been. On granted, he's shooting a cold streak. probably a higher clip of them, but still, he's he's been on a cold streak, and it's kind of concerning in that. I don't know if I want the ball in his hands late in games. Yeah, he, ever since he had that game where he was like 17 of 17, I really thought that was like a turning point, like Giannis is going to be a good free throw shooter now, and he really hasn't been. I mean, is that crazy? Is that really stupid for me to say that? Like, I don't want the ball in Giannis's hands late? I mean, I do and I don't. Like, it's it's like a... I think in that situation, I don't, I don't think you're you're stupid to say that, considering you have like Middleton, Brogdon on the court, and you just don't want him to have the ball. In comparison, well, we we had talked earlier about how you know Middleton had been so reliable in past seasons, uh, late in games, and yeah. he still has had some moments like that this season. He's on a cold streak too, though. But yeah, he was one of thirteen in that Suns game, and uh, you know, plus minus rating if you love it or hate it whatever but he was minus 18 with him on the court so i don't know who do you give the ball to late in games bledsoe or brogdon i think 100 percent for me it's brogdon brogdon i think he can do anything with the ball you can pass him the ball and he can shoot off of it he can make his own shot uh some people don't agree with that but i i think he can make his own shot he makes really tough layups um but he's the best shooter on the team he's the most accurate shooter on the team the guy has shown it late in games lately, too, that he can hit a big shot. So I kind of like him I, 100%. I would like him. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Giannis brings it up and then kicks it back back out to Brogdon. But that's just my opinion, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. I, Nothing faces him. I like Giannis with the ball late in the game, though. I'm not saying I don't. It's just lately maybe, I don't know, this free throw stuff's kind of bothering me. I, I hate when, when guys miss free throws. So I like. I like the in the article Journal Sentinel. They uh, mentioned that the, basically the the assumption or the summary of this could be that they're susceptible to let sound just like the Golden State Warriors losing four in a row this season to t- the Toronto Raptors getting beaten twice by the Magic, or the Denver Nuggets closing a road trip with losses to Charlotte and Atlanta. I mean, every every big team has their own like lumps in it, and we're talking about two losses. Yeah. No. Yeah, and the Jazz and the Jazz are not like a layover team. Like I think they're a playoff ready team as well. So it was really the Suns, the two losses of the one of the what the second worst team in the NBA. Gives yeah, you, and gives a, you a cause for just an eyebrow raise. I feel. Yeah, in an eighty-two game season, there's always going to be a a couple of rough stretches. And uh, if there's any silver lining here, at least the uh, Raptors lost their last two games. Yeah, that's so true. It doesn't really hurt the Buck. The Bucks still have a two and a half game lead over them in the standings for the one seed. So it's kind of like no harm, no foul. We lost a couple games. Well, so did the Raptors. So, Yeah. Um, Sixers lost at Chicago, too. So it's not like yeah, right. not like teams are really really doing. I don't know. It seems like maybe a lot of teams are on cruise control, though, too. So Yeah, we are getting pretty close getting to, to the playoffs. Point of that. I think it's Bucks have like 18 games left. I About mean, it, that, yeah. It's starting to feel like the – the final stretch of the season here where you're more concerned with being healthy for the playoffs. It's just, it just feels like the wrong time to start having this stuff creep its head. Very true. No, I get it. I just hope that, like, as you mentioned, like the closing out of games, but it seems like just defensively in general, 
they're the, they are the best team in the NBA defensively in the last few mm-hmm. games. They just haven't shown to be that. Giving up, I think even the Suns that gave up that big second half or second quarter, like thirty plus points, and then finished with giving up thirty eight in the fourth. Yeah, I think against the Jazz, it really hurt them not having their uh, front court or front court or back court. I always get them mixed up. Brogdon and Bledsoe mm-hmm. against Mitchell. Back court, yeah. I think that really hurt them, obviously. So, and I, I get it. They have to rest guys. It's something they have to do down the stretch. So, it's just trying to rest guys enough, but not hopefully giving up that number one seed. Because that's that really means something, I think, to the Bucks. It might not mean something to the Warriors or a lot of like Raptors, Celtics. They don't care. They're just hoping to be in the playoffs, and they will be in the playoffs, obviously. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it means a lot to this organization to get that number one seed. It's, it's a big boost for for those young guys. I feel so. As much as it, you want to rest them, I, I can see them trying to still win all these games. Plus, you don't want to let Toronto back in and get the number one seed. Yeah, no, not that. at all. Well, and of those 18 games left, 11 are at home, 7 are on the road. Uh, we have a stretch where we play three in a row on the road, but otherwise it's the road games are spread out then, so uh, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think you look at it too, again, West Coast trip. Yeah. A lot more difficult than you think, especially with the five-game road trip within, what, a week almost. So it's it's a little tougher that way, and back-to-back games they had, they, and they have a target on their back. They go into these yeah. play, they go into these away games, they have a big target on their back, and, and like the Suns showed, they're going to play up to to the to the Bucks' talent level. So yeah. it's it's nothing big to worry about. Yeah. It's just like little things I'm going to keep my eye on, though. Yeah. You know, just late in games, it's just kind of the thing you want to see a really good team to do is really close out games that they're supposed to. So uh, it's something... I, I don't want to have to worry about in the playoffs, so we'll, we'll keep our eye on it, though. Yeah, it's not going to be a cakewalk either. That cake, that end, of, end of the schedule, you have home against the Rockets, home against the Clippers, at Atlanta, at what, Brooklyn, at Philadelphia, home against the, the Nets again, home against the Hawks, and then you finish against OKC. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Yeah. At least, though, it's, it's majority home games and no more West Coast trips, so that helps a little. Fear the deer. All right, guys, you got anything else? I think we've covered it all. Yeah, quite a bit. Bucks Dreamwell, Coon retiring, Combine. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. You go home and take some of that and go to sleep. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> all right, so with that, we'll catch you guys next time. Make sure you get those stories in. Goodbye, everybody. Go to sleep like Chuck Dell. Dell. <laughs> Chuck. Go to sleep, Dell. God, man, that was a good line too. I'm gonna go to sleep like Chuck Liddell. Charles Dell. Charles <laughs> Well, another great episode. See everybody. Seize the day. Trust in the deer. Believe in the deer. Fear the deer. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at Questionable to Return. 
You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionable to return. Follow each of the guys on Twitter for Andy at Andy, the number nine M-A-N. Mike at Mike R. Daly and Pete at P. Cozy with a K, Junior Jr. Please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know.